You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Glass City Church Podcast. This is intern and co-host Justin Shirley here with Pastor Jeff Lavalette, who is also a co-host. Right, Jeff? I guess so. Who, who's the host and who's the co-host? Well, so usually there's a, if there's a host, there's a guest. You know, it's like, so it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I am a guest in that you're the one asking the questions, but I'm not, but yeah, I don't, I've always kind of wondered about that whole host thing. Maybe we're just the people who are on the podcast. Can we just be the the guys? But if we have somebody come in, then we can be hosts because we're not really hosting anyone. This is like our house. You know what I mean? true. It's like, I'll go home tonight and like my wife will be there and she's not like hosting me because like, that's my house too. So we're, so yeah. So not co-hosts. I guess not. Okay, we're we're the guys. <laughs> we're the guys that are saying the pod, saying things in the we're, podcast. We're, okay, so you're you're Justin and I'm Jeff, and we'll just leave it at that. Yep, we'll leave it at that. Woo! <laughs> so Jeff, how's your how's your day been going, man? It's what time is it? It's eight twenty five. It's eight twenty five on Monday. You won't be hearing this till Wednesday, but uh, um, no, Mondays are always interesting for pastors because, like, well, there's one guy. Um, who always describes Mondays as like a bread truck Monday. Have you ever heard oh, yeah, of that? that one guy? Yeah. 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 And, uh, I'm familiar with that. So- one sometimes guy. because pastors, you know, like, uh, Sundays are kind of like, you know, it's like a marathon and depending on, you know, what your church time looks like, but like, you know, most Sundays I'm leading worship and preaching and then, you know, hanging out and talking with people. And, um, a lot of times my, my tank gets pretty empty at that point, And so yeah. I'll come hide in my office or, you know, go home and take a nap or something. But, um, yeah, so Mondays typically are kind of a recovery day, and so I try to keep it light. Um, What's today a light day? Uh, well, today, yeah, I mean, relatively speaking, you know, like I'm, I'm meeting with you. Uh, we're doing a podcast. Earlier I met with another guy that I'm discipling, and uh, I also uh, had lunch with my wife at Costco. Wow, what'd yeah, you get? Our, our entire lunch was like f- under $5. Frugal. I got, a, a, I got a slice of pepperoni pizza and a soda. She got the hot dog combo, which is a hot dog and a soda. And you also get a refill. Wow. Which, Just one refill? I mean, they don't have, like, the refill, like, you know, monitor there, the, uh-huh. the refill police. But... um. No refill for you. I've only ever gotten one just because I want to be holy before the Lord. But yeah. I, I'm sure there are those those ruffians, those, those uh, what, what do we call pagans that, <laughs> that, will, uh, that will violate that and maybe get multiple refills. Or bring their cup back. I've never done that. Oh man! Ever. Well, see, they make the cups flimsy so that they don't really stand up. So, well, if you do it right, they do. Anyways, <laughs> says you uh, from experience, apparently. But yeah, so that's cool. I'll pray for you. But um, yeah, no, good, good day. Got got to spend some time um, with some people that I really love, and now I'm here with you, and I I really love you too. But, oh, thanks. Yeah, no Appreciate problem. That. That's that's good. Um, how about you, Justin? How was your? You kept saying you were having a long day. Why, why was your day long? It just felt like a long day. It really wasn't that long in all actuality. It just felt like it was just like dragging on. But mm-hmm. we're okay. We're all right. We're we, here now. We are. We listened to some uh, good Matt Wirtz earlier. Yeah. I hear that he's uh, good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, he's great. Actually, I'm hoping that this, this year will be an, a new album year for him because the last one he put out was in 16. So, Sp- Matt Wirtz, if you happen to be listening to this down in Nashville with all your cool musician vibe... Put out a new album this year, man. Speaking of new albums, really? Let's let's talk about this for a second because oh Andy Minio is supposed to be putting out another album or another EP, I should say. Okay. Um, and I have seen nothing. 
Have uh-uh. you seen anything? He's got the what was it? The arrow, and then the sword, maybe the sword. And there's supposed to be another one, if yeah. not more. And it's been static. There's been nothing. Yeah, but he put out like the sword. I think like last fall. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just home- homeboy. Probably needs some time to recharge. And, and yeah, but he's uh, already got. I'm assuming it's all been done, and like it's just waiting to be dropped. But that's just it. You're assuming. That's true. good art takes time, Justin. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, Jeff, it is podcast Wednesday for those who are listening. Because it'd be podcast Wednesday. Well, it'd be podcast Wednesday for those listening on Wednesday. Well, yeah, but they're you know, like my mom might not even get till till Friday. So that's true. That's true. Hi, mom. (laughs) Well, Jeff, let's let's talk about joy. Um, You talked about that a lot in your sermon yesterday. Yeah. And before we talk about joy. Let's define the terms. Um, so what is joy according to the world? So the world's definition of joy. And what is the definition of biblical joy? So I, I speak with no authority on this according to the world because I don't really, uh, I can just say what I, what I see. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the joy is a, is a feeling. I think that a lot of times, especially in the reform camp, we, we think feelings are bad. They're not. Feelings are bad. No, they're don't not. Never feel them. Knock Ever. it off. No, feel it. Yeah. Well, then God, God. Be a has real man feelings. and bottle them up oh, until you explain. Yeah, that's that's. So let me know how that goes in ten years. Um, Heard that. So, uh, joy is a feeling, first and foremost. Um, like it, that, that's something that we all we all experience. Joy is a feeling with the world and and Christians. Um, joy does not exist in a vacuum. Uh, if you were born in a dark box without hearing or sight or feeling or any senses or. Somehow you received this bland nourishment and grew into an adult without ever having without ever having experienced anything, never talked to anyone, never saw or heard or smelled or felt anything, you wouldn't experience joy. Yeah. You know, so as far as I can tell, joy is always an emotional response to something or someone. Um now worldly joy, uh the world's definition of joy, it seems to me, to be inherently hedonistic. You know, hedonism is as it is found in the world is is a philosophy of life and decision-making, which says that choices should be made based solely on their capacity to bring us the greatest degree of personal pleasure. Hedonism, then, is the pursuit of pleasure as an end in itself. And that's, that's, that's stolen from Sam Storms. Um, he, he, he's written about this before, and I like the way he put that. So we all have this inner drive, whether you're a Christian or not, uh, to feel satisfied. You know, uh, And a hedonistic approach to accomplishing joy is really short-sighted because it's impulse-driven. You know, I'm, I'm hungry, so I'm going to get what I want to eat right now, regardless of if it's healthy or even helpful. Um, or if I'm lonely, I'm going to take the easiest path with the least resistance in order to have someone else fulfill my impulse to feel valued and important. Or if I'm, you know, pardon the French here, but if I'm sexually aroused, I'm going to go to the easiest means of satisfying my sexual desires which usually looks like pornography or having sex with someone who also just wants to gratify their desires. Mm. Okay. So worldly joy is just, I, I I have an urge. I got an itch. I got to scratch it. Where's the, where's the closest stick to scratch it essentially. Um, whereas biblical joy, um, I, again, I, I, I defer to John Piper on this one. What a guy. Uh, He says uh, Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy spirit as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the word and in the world. And so, the thing about biblical joy is that, that God commands us to be joyful. Joy is not optional. Yeah. Okay. But he doesn't stop there. He, he not only tells us the what, you know, the, the be joyful, you know, the, uh, the, the imperative, essentially, mm-hmm. but also the indicative, you know, uh, the, the why we need to be joyful. How, how, how can we be joyful? 
How do we find joy? Uh, Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, biblical joy is not in the experience of joy. Biblical joy is in who God is. Mm. Um, his beauty, his majesty, his love, his grace, his power, his promises, and all that he has revealed himself to be for us in Christ. And so very, very different there. You know, we don't use God as a means to attain joy. Uh, Storm says, uh, God is not the shovel by which we dig for treasure. God is the treasure. <laughs> uh, joy in him is the goal. And so it's a little bit different. You know, it's, it's, it's a little harder. Let, let's be honest. It's a little harder to, 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 to be joyful um, as a Christian uh, than, than, than it is to be, to be joyful just in, in the eyes of the world. Uh, but that's because the joy is, is much greater. It's much better. It's much more long-lasting. Um, Jonathan Edwards again, uh, de- de- deferring to other guys who were who who've, who've talked about this in a very helpful way. God is glorified not only by His glory being seen, but in it being rejoiced in. And so, so even our 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 God's command to to be joyful is 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 a means by which He is glorified. That's super cool. Um, when those that see it delight in it, God is more glorified than if they only see it. Uh, what, what do I'm going to, I'm going to break off of the, the script here. I mean, like, think about like our joy, like when we, when we find joy in something, whether it's a, a good meal or, or, or a good, you know, a lot of times for me on social media, I will be listening to a song that I just love. That's just making me, you know, just, just, just filling me up and, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll enjoy it, but then I'll, I'll take a screenshot of it. And uh, and post it on social media because I want other people to enjoy it too. Like it, there's yeah. there's there's joy, there's greater joy in not just me enjoying it, but also pointing others to it as well. Um, and to finish up his quote here, um, God's more glorified than if they only see it. God made the world that He might communicate and the creature receive His glory, both with the mind and the heart. Uh, he that testifies. His having an idea of God's glory doesn't glorify God so much as he that testifies also his approbation, i.e. heartfelt commendation of praise of it and his delight in it. That's Jonathan Edwards. He's, he's a little smarter than we are, so that might not have made total sense. But um, And so that's, the, that's, that's kind of the, the idea of a biblical view of joy. And then the how is by seeking after and delighting in the Lord. You know, he yeah. provides the joy when we delight in him. Mm. Um, he uses a variety of means to do this. I mean, we talk about you know the importance of reading scripture, uh, of enjoying his creation, of participating in the sacraments, of being obedient, of, of praying, of worshiping, of meditating in, on him. Um, all of those are, are, are the means by which we enjoy God. Um, so he's not the shovel that we use. We, you know, there's these different means that we get there, but really it's, it's, it's all about delighting in and, and, um, just finding our ultimate joy in Christ, uh, and and looking at what He's done, and and just you know growing in our relationship with Him. Yeah. Yeah. So in in our growing in our relationship with Him, um, one thing that I I hear in Christian circles a lot is <clears throat> the idea of choosing joy. Uh, can we choose joy? And if so, how do we do it? Well, I think uh, based on what we just established about Christian joy, um, I would say we can choose our source for finding joy. Uh, yesterday I said in my sermon, this is a Sunday, the 
the 24th of, of March, um, if you're keeping track. I said that the only joy that doesn't have an expiration date is the joy that we find in Christ. Mm, yeah. Uh, so I think we can choose joy by being obedient to God's command to be joyful in the Lord. Um, and then I, I, I thought of a couple of analogies because you know how much I love analogies. Yeah. Um, if I'm craving a cheeseburger, which it wouldn't be odd for that to be going on at any point in any day, I have a couple of options. I can run through the McDonald's drive through Mistake. <laughs> well, Yeah. Uh, for many reasons, especially because our local McDonald's drive-thru is a is a, is a poop show. Um, it's just not good at all. Um, fair. That's a fair assessment. Or I can season the charcoal in my grill, run out to the house of meats, pick up the ground chuck. Not the ground beef. Get the ground chuck. Don't get the ground round because there's not enough fat in the ground round. Yeah, that'd be silly. I know, but I'm just saying. Cause it's, like taking, it's like taking a steak and throwing it on, like grinding it up and... Ooh. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And, and there's not enough fat content in there for the flavor. Yeah. And so, and I've like made making a filet mignon burger would oh my just goodness. be just not intelligent. Amen. Um, Anyways, sorry. Pick Continue. Up the, pick up the chuck. Get some some of the good cheese, not the craft like you know like plastic cheese. What's your go to? My go to. I like a nice white cheddar myself. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm more of a Havarti fan oh, myself. Well, the Havarti's a party. You'll, you'll, you'll get there. Um, yeah. You know, a freshly baked brioche bun, some herbs yeah. and spices, and grill a meat masterpiece. So it's either go to McDonald's, takes you two seconds, or this, which is probably going to take at least an hour. Let's be honest. If you're going to do it right, it's going to take you some time. Yeah. Which one sounds better? Mm. Which one more fully satisfies our hunger? Well, we all know it's option B. But the better sounding one also requires patience. It requires prep work. It's not this impulse because you don't you you're gonna you get you're an hour away from your burger if you're gonna do it right. You know, um, you got to have more time, more effort. So the McDonald's option also merely serves as a distraction from my hunger because I'm gonna feel worse afterwards, and I'll be hungry yeah. again much sooner. Um, another another you know I had a recent conversation with a young woman who was discouraged about being single. She kept meeting guys and, and having these shallow re- relationships that completely dishonored herself and the Lord. Uh, couldn't understand why everyone else is getting married and she was still single. And there's a ton of different possible reasons for that. I'm not I'm not drawing a cause and effect here. It's like, oh, yeah. if you're not delighting in the Lord, he's not going to give you what you want. You know, or... or if, yes, he, using it as a means. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to love you a lot, Jesus. Now I'm delighted me. in the Lord, so I'm going to get this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, don't, we don't manipulate God, but... Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the reason that stuck out to me is this. I mean, that's what I told her. I said, you're shopping for steak in the veggie section. Like, if you want to marry a man who loves you, honors you, respects you, protects you, leads you well, wants to raise a family with you, you're probably not going to find him by getting drunk and going to bars or hopping on Tinder. Yeah. It takes a long time and lots of patience to cultivate a godly relationship but the, that's the way to satisfy that particular desire for intimacy and companionship in a family you know it's it's i've been married for almost 13 years now and i know that um the the work involved and the sacrifice involved and the dying to self that it's involved on both of our parts not just me i mean yeah. i'm a pretty amazing husband but no um i've got pl- plenty of areas to grow and my wife can probably tell you lots of them you probably ask her if you yeah, know yeah her. you probably could but that she, she's actually way she's more introverted than me so she may just like run away i don't know but um yeah uh but man i'll tell you what like it's it's just a different kind of thing yeah it's not you know going on a few dates. It's not just having somebody blow up your phone and tell you how much you know how hot you are or whatever. Like you're pretty. Yeah, it's. I mean, she she sees me in all phases and 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 knows 
what my hair looks like in the morning and and yeah all that so um no matter what the desire is you know god is our ultimate source of joy you know even in those two examples neither of them are actually going to bring lasting joy like you're going to get married and it's not going to be lasting joy Mm -hmm. i can tell you that from experience yeah um there's seasons there's there's circumstances there's you know um gosh i don't that's a different podcast i guess but but neither of those are even designed for that now they're designed to push us closer to god like like marriage is the the number one goal of marriage is holiness yeah you know it's 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 not happiness <laughs> which which is uh i hope i'm not you know throwing a, a bucket of water on everyone who's like oh i can't wait to get married so everything's going to be great cuz it's not and that's not it's not, because it's not designed to be Designed yeah. to make us more like Jesus. It's, it's designed to show us our own sin. You know, it's designed yeah. to to sanctify us. But uh, the joy isn't supposed to terminate on that. It's supposed to point us back to worship. Yeah, and it's honestly, like if I'm just being real honest, it's going to make us run back to Jesus every <clears throat> single day because nobody yeah. has what it takes to be married to another sinner. They need Jesus in order to make that happen. And so, um, yeah, if they're just a means to an end, they're hopeless. Uh, yeah. A cheeseburger will never ultimately satisfy a spouse will never ultimately satisfy. Both are going to fail you. Both are only temporary. You're actually not married in heaven. Um, hate to, you know, people, oh, we're going to be together for eternity. Well, yeah, if you're both believers, you will. But when you get to heaven, you're not. You're wearing a wedding ring anymore. I mean, that's, I, I feel like yeah. I can point some verses <laughs> out there. but Only um, one or two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus talked about it, but uh, yeah. So, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, the, the, the only joy uh in the only joy that is forever is, is joy in the Lord. The only joy that never fails is joy in the Lord because he never runs out, never fails, never fades, never expires. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I have to say about that, how we how we choose joys. Yeah, we, we, choo- we choose where we're, you know, where, which faucet are we going to drink from? <clears throat> do we drink out of the toilet because there's water there or do we do we actually, you know, go for the pure, delicious water that comes from Starbucks? <laughs> Oh my god! Have you ever had Starbucks water? Have you ever had Starbucks water? Yeah, it's delightful. Yeah, if you get like a venti water with your venti, and it's free. I know. Anyways, and it comes with a big green straw, but maybe not for long, because straws are evil apparently. Yeah, and they kill turtles. Oh my gosh. Anyways, um, so let's talk about. You mentioned uh, kind of the instant gratification, like uh, uh, McDonald's cheeseburger. Yeah, McDonald's cheeseburger. Um. And even, so you even mentioned a specific, uh, so let's say like Tinder or other apps like that or Facebook or Instagram. Um, we live in an instant gratification, uh, I'm going to say time period. Maybe a culture? Culture is a good word, but it's also like an era, I think, but that's just mm. me. Uh, so how does our current time period um, or culture affect this joy that we should have? Well... The first thing I thought of when I read this earlier, because Justin sends me the, the questions usually a little before we do this, or maybe even the night before, um, and so I was reading through this, and the first thing I thought of, and maybe this is just, com- I mean, this is not, this is not a, a perfect uh, comparison here, but I always thought about like kind of the the debit card versus credit card thing. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about that. So today's cultural climate is all about the credit card. You know, get it now, pay for it later. Right? It's Unless like, you're Dave Ramsey. Well, that's not today's culture. That's why Dave Ramsey exists, because our culture is so jacked about that. Yeah, that's true. But we pay about, we pay for it later with interest. A lot of interest. Yeah. You know, it costs us a lot more. Mm-hmm. Social media shows us everyone else's highlight reel, and then we want 
what they have as fast as we can get it credit card you know nobody wants to work and save and wait yeah there's no, there's no there's no there's actually uh, uh, one of the guys I'm discipling right now we were talking about finances the other day and he's like well since my you know since my I bought, I bought, bought my house with cash and I bought this with cash and we buy everything with cash and I'm like dude that's really impressive like that's super cool yeah I mean that's just that's that's so rare though like you never even hear of that <clears throat> um but but nobody wants to work and save and wait. And that kind of joy is cheap and ultimately unfulfilling because as soon as you get the new iPhone or the new whatever, Apple comes out with a new one. Yep. As soon as you get a girlfriend like your friends, you find out she's a sinner just like you. I mean, it's just that's just how it is. Yeah. Whereas joy in the Lord looks more like a, a debit card. Um, it, not not that we spend, but but you're investing in a relationship that will keep growing and accumulating, not keep getting taken out of and keep, you know, like getting getting diminished it comes from regular and daily deposits in your soul from spending time in the word and prayer and walking in faithful obedience with other believers you know you're building your relationship with christ and carefully considering every choice of how and why and where you put your resources and you put your hope and you put your everything else and so and as with all analogies this one's imperfect but the difference between impulsively spending and carefully and patiently saving is the same as the difference between having a bankrupt soul or one that is full of joy in God's goodness like 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 John the baptizer said you know my joy is complete because your focus is 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 elsewhere you're not you're not worried about always getting whatever you want in that particular moment impulsively doing your thing it's it's no I want to I'm gonna, I'm going to be I'm going to be crockpot I'm not going to be microwave you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend time letting things develop instead of yeah. just constantly chasing things. Like it's just it's like I said, not 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 a perfect analogy, but the mindset is very very similar. Yeah, no, and that reminds me a lot of so so Jeff and I in my internship are going through imperfect pastor. Um, just finished that up. Uh, sent you the just sent you the paper. Uh, yeah, I saw that actually in my Google Docs and eight oh two. Um, and in the book, uh, the, the, pa- the, well, the pastor and author, Zach Eswine, I think I said that right. Is that Eswine? Eswine? Eswine. Eswine? Anyways. I don't know. Uh, he writes just a ton on misplaced importance, um, that we, in in the book, he's talking about specifically pastors and, or, um, to be pastors, um, pastors to be, uh, about misplaced importance and how we think that we can um, uh, be the next best thing, the next R.C. Sproul or the next Matt Chandler. Um, how can we be on lookout for when, we, when we're when we veering uh, to misplacing our importance um, or wanting to even make a name for ourselves uh, or even have a following? When you're talking about the sermon yesterday, uh, John the Baptizer John the Baptist had all of his believers or his followers leave him to go follow Jesus, and he was completely okay with that. Um, it wasn't just a completely okay with it; he was, he was, he was. It was his question of his joy, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking about that. And if I was in the same scenario, I, w- I asked myself, like, is would that be me? Would I be ecstatic that they're leaving me and leave in following Jesus or would I be kind of like oh man like I've just put in all this work and now I'm a, a bum because now they left me and I have no me 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 yeah me 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 <laughs> yeah. right and so those are real questions so yeah absolutely um and I think I mean it's obviously the 
it's misplacing that importance on us. So how can we be on lookout for that? Ooh, yeah. Um, you know, and like you just like you just mentioned, I mean, yesterday's text at church ended with John the Baptizer saying, he must increase, I must decrease. You know, the first three chapters of John's gospel, we get these little snippets about Jesus' crazy cousin John. Like, he just kind of jumps in and jumps out. Like, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of weird, but I like it because it draws our attention to it because it feels kind of abrupt. Yeah, it's jarring. And every time he does, he's, like, just, like, just dropping mad, you know, knowledge on us on, on how to how to think about um, our own influence. Because John the Baptizer was a big deal. Yeah. Like, he wasn't supposed to be born. You know, like, I mean, that that was, like, he, he was he was miraculously... You know, not not in the same way as Jesus, obviously, but like mm-hmm. his mom and dad were not spring chickens, and yeah. and uh, um, you know that was a that was something where where um, uh, his his dad's in the in the temple doing his business and like just working, pay, you know, obediently, and and you know, messenger of God shows up, and you yeah. know, like Elizabeth has been barren, and you know, it's like this big deal. And, um, and then he's like, "That's not gonna happen." Right. <laughs> and the right. Lord's like, "It's like okay." Nope. He hits a mute button on him for yeah. you know the whole time, and and like John never, never, never boasts about any of that. Like, hey yeah. guys, you know, yeah, I wasn't conceived with a, by a virgin, but you know, I wasn't really supposed to be able to come along. And not only did I, but I was foretold that I was going to be out doing this thing. And here, how many of you guys had angels visit your parents before you showed up? You know, yeah. He's just so humble because he just. He he really and again this is choosing your source of joy you know like we were talking about choosing joy earlier like John chooses his source of joy being I'm going to be somebody I'm going to be a voice in the wilderness like we're a lot of us want to be out a, yeah a lot yeah. of us want to be a voice on a stage yeah or a voice on an album or a voice on the radio or or, or whatever um, and he's like no I'm just I'm just going to do what God called me to do and it's going to be enough and it's actually better than than if I didn't you know it's like. It's not really a sacrifice to be obedient to God because it always goes better. Yeah, you know, it's always it's and, and it's always of eternal value instead of you know what whatever we we try to come up with as being important here. And so, um, yeah, so so every instance where John shows up in the first three chapters of of the gospel, you know, he refuses to make a big deal about himself. He, he downplays this incredible story that he could be telling in order to make a big deal about Jesus. You know, Jesus calls him the greatest man to ever be born of woman. Like that is, yeah, that's a pretty decent title. Let's be honest. Yeah, how would you like that title from Jesus? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like, oh, my mom says I'm special and I'm handsome. You know, it's like this is Jesus. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the 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 King of Kings and Lord of Lords says I'm the greatest man to ever be born. You know, yeah, didn't say that. Um, but the more that Jesus increased in his life, the more that his joy increased. Yeah, because he was choosing where he found his joy. To the point that he declared, my joy is complete, as he was in the process of losing his following, which is, like, just unimaginable to people today. Yeah. You know, in order to get a book published by an actual publisher, you have to prove that you've got a massive following online. You know, you have to have a blog that has X amount of daily readers, X amount of unique views. Um, You've got to have social media accounts that are just overflowing with people just fawning over everything you post whether it's a piece of pizza or your your dog costco you know? water bottles costco water bottle well yeah yeah so um so it's very antithetical to what we see uh, as as what the world would find joy in and so and so you you, you asked you know what what is what is 
how do we keep ourselves in check on the misplaced importance that we have as believers? And I think we need to remember that we are important. Okay. We're important enough that God loved us enough that he sent his son to die for us. Okay. Let's, 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 let's establish that. Like we're not, we're not, you know, unimportant because if we were unimportant, then we would have just been cast out, you know, like God, for some reason, went to a lot of trouble to, to, to bring us into his kingdom. Okay. And I think a lot of times, again, we think, oh, well, we're totally depraved and we're blah, blah, blah. Yes, that is true. But God has made us important. Yeah. We're not important. We're created in his image. The yeah. Imago Dei. Exactly. Well, look Latin. at you pulling out the Spanish again. Yeah. It's, and uh, yeah, so so let's let's just say that, though, because it's like, I think that is as it's equally uh, erroneous to... What a word. Yeah, you erroneous. Like that? That's the only word I can actually think of that meant what I wanted to say. Sounds like rice Anyways. It, no, it doesn't sound like rice you weirdo. Okay, so it's equally erroneous <clears throat> to say that, oh, man, I am so important. Look yeah. how important I am. But it's it's equally erroneous to say I'm not important at all. Yeah, you know where there's like there's this like weird false humility. Yeah, because God says that we're important. So are we telling God that He's wrong? Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that goes back to us. I mean, we, a few pod, not a few podcasts ago, but probably like the first couple podcasts where we talk about having a biblical view of ourselves mm-hmm. as yes, we are apart from Christ, children of wrath that are. Deserving of nothing good. However, God in his kindness um, for those who are in Christ, our heirs are, I should say, not our, heirs to the throne. Mm -hmm. um, That we are called children of God, right? A royal priesthood? Right. That that feels a little more than... That'll preach. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so having having a a (laughs) biblical... (laughs) Wow, sorry about that. (laughs) Just when you when you blurted out that'll preach, it you, the look on your face was uh, pretty scary. I'll just be honest. Alrighty, <laughs> no, it was nice. I liked um, it a lot. I wish but, I would have had my my camera up. But anyway, go ahead. But no, like that's having a biblical view of of who we are um, is is super important. Not to cut you off, but I uh, agree wholeheartedly. Continue, Jeff. No, that's dude. Okay, so think about this. Like, and this isn't even in the in the notes or whatever. But I just this is just popping into my head. God sent his one and only son to die in our place for our sin to redeem us, to reconcile us to himself. How do you say you're not important? Like, yeah, we see, we see, you know, you know, these goofy self-help signs in churches, like how, how, how much we, how, how important we are or something like that. But like, and and we, we, you know, we, we jump away from that or we, we bristle at that. But, God the Holy Spirit gives every single believer spiritual gifts. Okay? That's a big deal. That's something that the world doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And he does that because he we are we are his chosen means for sharing his message. Yeah. We are ambassadors. Okay, you tell me one ambassador in this world that isn't important. Yeah. They get they get diplomatic license plates. Where you can park wherever you want. I mean, uh, yeah. Bob Goff was telling—he uh, was telling the story in one of his books about how when he became the—I think it was for Uganda, uh, the consul for Uganda—and he got diplomatic license plates. And he's like, "Can I park wherever I want?" They're like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> They're, no one's going to tell you with those license plates. And he's like, "So like, what? I get diplomatic immunity?" And he's like, yeah. "They're like, yeah." And he's like, "So what can I do?" <laughs> 
He's like, he's like, I don't want to do this, but could I kill someone? And they're like, well, that would be a really big like international incident is if you're doing that <laughs> under our under our umbrella. But and he's just a goofball and he loves to just ask silly questions. Um, but like, I mean, I think we do need to think about that because I think when we say, oh, we're just dog meat, no, nothing matters, and blah 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 blah. Like, I think that's just us making an excuse to not have to actually do anything. Yeah. Because God has God has given us his image. He has given us his spirit. He has given us gifts. He has given us a mission. Yeah. Like, all of those things make it, make it pretty obvious that we are important. Okay. Because God says we are. Yeah. Not because other people say we are. Yeah. That's the big difference. And so, yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, what makes us great and important is directly proportional to the extent to which we use our lives to point others to Jesus, just like John the Baptizer. Yeah. Success is determined. This is Max Stiles. Uh, he spoke at the Cross Conference years ago, and somebody asked him to define ministry success because, you know, especially in the era of how many followers you have, how many podcast um, listens you have, how many books you sell, how many, you know, times you t- on YouTube your sermon gets watched or what, or how many interview requests you get. And he said, success is determined by faithfulness and obedience, not prominence and popularity. Because that's that's the biblical definition of success. Yeah. And so how can we be on the lookout? Uh, we can check our hearts. You know, are we living lives that draw attention to ourselves, or are we pointing others to Jesus? Look at John the Baptizer, the greatest man who was ever born. Do we feel like we're entitled to more than Jesus was entitled to? Jesus wasn't entitled to anything. You know, he didn't have a home. He didn't have a car or a camel. He he didn't have comfort or convenience or even respect of the religious leaders. Yeah. You know, was he entitled to that? Well, he obviously didn't utilize that. He didn't access that entitlement. You know, he did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped. That word grasped there doesn't mean reached up and grabbed onto. It means held onto. He wasn't walking around flashing his God card. Yeah. He deserved to be treated a lot better than he was. But but in the end, he wasn't that well. He didn't get hung up on that. You know, is our reward in heaven that's promised by Christ's sacrifice enough, or do we feel like we are deserving of all these other things that the world has to offer? I think that's, I think that's a really good way to think about you know our importance. Is like, man, God says I'm important, and that's enough. Yeah, I don't need the world to tell me I'm important by all these metrics that have somehow, you know, been been you determined know. my worth. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, our our worth is not our our, our following. Our worth is how we follow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, so in that book that we're just finished, Zach talks about that very thing of doing large things in famous ways as fast as we can for God's glory. Um, that we are, obviously a believer um, should be concerned about uh, doing things for the Lord's glory. Um, but we like to, again, misplace that and think that we have to do this big, giant thing um, in a very famous way, in a spectacular way, yeah. um, as fast as we can in order to be uh, seen like we're doing stuff um, or that we're... Uh, as if God can't see the little things we do. Yeah. yeah. As in, as if doing things in a mundane way, um, showing up to... A Bible study or um, taking your kid out to breakfast. Yeah, you know, what uh, I mean? sharing the gospel or asking your coworker intentional questions about their life for the hopes of sharing the gospel with them. Yeah, um, and 
I I even come to the came to the uh, the analysis of um, what's more spectacular. Uh, let's say fifteen people coming to Christ at a at a Sunday church gathering, right? Um, that they become believers, right? Or fifteen people uh, over the course of thirty years um, faithfully show up um, and their lives are changed by the gospel. Same people with the other the other fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it takes more time, uh, and they they become faithful, obedient followers of Christ. What's more spectacular? Um, now we would say the 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 latter or the former, I should say. Um, we would say that that is more Instagram praiseworthy. That we would put that on uh, social media and say, "Wow, these fifteen people just became believers." Sure. But well, that's awesome. Don't get me wrong; it's not something that's not praiseworthy. Yeah, I have no problem with that. At However, all. <laughs> um, we look overlook the the other fifteen that. Yeah. For 20 years, it took a long time for the Lord to do a lot of work in their hearts to draw them to himself. Well, the fact of the matter is there should never be comparison in the kingdom. Yeah. You know, it's like God is the one who saves anyways. So when we start claiming, you know, trying trying to jump on that bandwagon or start robbing him of his glory, you know, like, like no, there's, there's, it's, it's all God's doing. You yeah. know, we just want to be used by him and, and, and we want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. It doesn't really matter a hill of beans if anyone in this world says well done good and faithful servant if, if god's not saying that yeah that's my that's my story and i'm sticking to it well jeff that will indeed preach you're like testing that. me tonight the- you're testing me tonight <laughs> this has been the glass city church podcast uh we hope it's been a blessing to you i hope that it, it blesses you as you walk uh with the lord and we hope that you will Subscribe to the podcast on, uh, what is it, iTunes now? We iTunes? iTunes, yeah. And we got the uh, the old, uh, there's other podcast apps, so you can get those too if you have Android and you're a sane person. Oh. Yep, that happened. Oh. And follow us on Instagram Facebook. We got tons of content that's coming out. Um, we hope that that also is a blessing to you and hope that you have a good rest of your week. You've been listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more content or more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.